Good morning. Welcome to our broadcast today on this Wednesday, a beautiful day in the Northwest as it is where you are, I'm sure. Well, <clears throat> we press forward. We continue to stand strong and be involved in the what we call the fight, yet the fight has already been won. Isn't that amazing? <clears throat> We're in a fight, but the fight's won. Figure that out. Because Jesus certainly did win the fight, conquer the enemy, set the course for us to follow. So <clears throat> our duty, job, and, and um, lifestyle now is to spread the word. Hey, Jesus came and died and rose again so that you would be free to make a choice in Jesus and for Jesus. Your choice is for Jesus. That's the choice you get to make. <laughs> well, our our subject today is on uh, choices. Sorry, you don't get to make that choice, the title says. Well, we've got some pretty, if I can use the S word, stupid, and the F word, foolish, if I can use those words, because the Bible says a person that is without God, that denies God, is a fool or turns into a fool. It also says in the first chapter of Romans that these that, that, that group of people that he's describing there, eventually God turns them over to a reprobate mind. Okay. We are in a generation where people are thinking through a mind that has been turned over to a reprobate. Now, that's a pretty low-bellied person, <laughs> our experience. Now, don't get me wrong. We love people, and we pray for people, and we call them back to the kingdom. But the choices that people make determine how their life will shake out and the path they'll take. So let me just back up here a moment and, and uh, tell you I'm glad you're on the program today and I'm George Watkins. And if you haven't subscribed, do so. Thank you for that. It's just good to have you here with us on this morning session. So we're talking about choices. We have gone through several years now of just intense, in-your-face godless uh, rhetoric and some of the laws that are made, some of the uh, statements made, some of the wannabe leaders, the educators, uh, on and on and on, are trying to convince us that they have made choices that are going to change our life. They have made a choice now that I can't think a certain way. They made a choice that I can't speak a certain way. If I say certain words, I'm, you know, I'm in the, you know, in the, the jailhouse, or at least I'm kicked out of the the club. If I have an independent thought, well, there's some choices you just don't make and you can't make because God made them for you. <clears throat> the major one, of course, is we have been made as male and female, yet through the warped and perverted 
educational system with no God base and no foundation of truth because they do not believe there is a God that has truth and that is the truth. They have come up with their own choices, their own truth. Well, we choose this and we choose that and we say this and we say that. And so what is there? 15 different types of, of um, genders and, uh, and uh, they don't even know what a woman is anymore because they've changed the goal line and the goal post. Okay, I think you got my point that we need Christ in our life to make the right choices. But it seems, it seems that the first choice and perhaps the only choice we have in life is to choose Jesus as Christ and Lord. The scripture says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Now that's Old Testament, I know, but they're choosing the God of the Old Testament. That's the, that was the one that was revealed to them. But Christ said, Jesus said, believe in the, if you will believe in me, you will have eternal life. And then Paul and the writers of the New Testament, if the epistles say that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. That was John, wasn't it? Peter and John, when they met the jailer. Okay, so the choices we make that really give us choice is choosing Christ. Now, I know the unredeemed, those that haven't come into the light of Christ, those that haven't made that confession, make a lot of choices in life. They choose who they're going to marry, where they're going to school, and you know what clothes to wear in the day, and what color of hair they're going to have for the month. I know that, and that happens because that's a human thing. But those choices that affect our spirit, those things we think we can do without God, I'm just going to build better barns, bigger barns, and I'm going to eat, drink, and be merry. And the spirit, the scripture says, the angel came to him, or the God came to him and said, well, Buster, whatever his name was, you've gone too far. Tonight, your soul is going to be required for you, of you. So what should we do with our ability to make a choice? And how do we choose knowing it's God's purpose and will? All right. Pare it all down, you know, to the to the nubbins here. Our spirit has been read, has been filled with the spirit of God and we are new creatures. Therefore, we have the mind of Christ and we have the ability to think through that mind and to have the witness of the spirit. Well, I realize that often uh, some of our young converts and perhaps our old converts haven't exercised on that muscle to where they can't tell if they're hearing from God. But I say you can, and I say if you'll just lean into it and ask the Lord for wisdom, you can make the choices that are his purpose and his will. I am, I've also found out that if I'm starting to make the wrong choice, sometimes I get my hand slapped and, and the door slams 
And I say, oh, why did you do that, Lord? And the Lord will say, well, if you're paying attention, I wasn't taking you that way. You were doing that on your own. You see, that's the mercy, the grace. That's the that's the passion that God has for us, that he's not going to let us be led astray because we have made the choice. That is that we will serve the Lord our God with all of our heart and our soul and our strength and our minds. Well, that's the two commandments, isn't it? Love the Lord thy God and love, the, love your neighbor. So when we make those choices to obey the scriptures, we make the choice, we, make, we, we gain the ability to make the right choices in life. When we make the decision, and that's a choice, I am going to follow the Lord. I'm going to obey the word of God. I'm going to love my neighbor. I'm going to love my, my God my, my, and my Savior. Now, when that those choices are made, something happens in the DNA of our spirit and natural man that we begin to make God choices. Even though the bell doesn't ring and, you know, the lights flash and we have goosebumps when we, but there's just a leading of the Lord, the Holy Spirit and the angels and, uh, and the word of God leads us into the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, because we made that choice to follow Christ. Amen. Well, this generation of educators in our uh, higher education departments, you know, quote unquote, here's uh, so to speak. <laughs> they have the, the great percentage of them have no have no conf, have no knowledge of God. They, they have no belief in God, and so they're training and raising and nurturing and mentoring up. Uh, a generation of young people that follow that. The key, and I believe it's a blockbuster key. I believe it's a, a blockbuster <laughs> explosion coming. And that is God is going to turn the apple cart upside down. God is going to revolutionize this generation. Back up some and watch what God has done over the centuries, even in our own lifestyle, lifetime. I remember the Jesus movement, how dynamic and earth-shaking it was and how it changed so much. And it was a counteraction to the hippie movement. The hippies were the ones that actually got saved and started coming to Christ. But it was that generation of people that began to love the Lord and become passionate about it. There's a movie out called The Super Spreader. And it's, uh, it's, it's about a young man who began to, during this COVID lockdown, all the panic and, and uh, fantasy and fear that was beginning to pump up. I'm not saying it wasn't real. There's some serious and deadly things that happened. But the government and those in charge of it and those that had the power in their hand, they just they wanted to control. And so we were shut down. And this young man <clears throat> began to take the worship to the parks and to the streets. And they were accusing him of being a super spreader. Well, there's a movie out now, if you'll look it up, I think it's, it may be in the, in the theaters and then shortly in, on, in streaming. But it's about the results of the 190-some cities he went to, to do that. And not one case 
of COVID ever popped up out of that. Those crowds of people standing in the park, closer than six foot together, without masks, singing and praising the Lord. Because someone made a choice. And God takes that. You know, when you make a choice to be obedient to what God's saying to you, I've always seen the picture in the uh, in the uh, uh, second uh, book of Kings, seventh chapter, where the where the the leprous men, four leprous men, were dying outside the city, and the city was in famine. They had no food, and they said, "Well, shucks, we got nothing to lose." Let's just go to the camp of the enemy. They got food over there. The worst that can happen is they can kill us. <laughs> you know, if you're if you're hungry enough, you make some great choices. Okay, I see the angel holding the microphone down by their feet as they stumble and drag their poor, pathetic bodies toward that camp. I I see that in the spirit. I've preached this for years. Every time I preach it, I see that because it was magnified out into the camp of the enemy and the camp of the enemy heard the armies, you know, the armies uh, coming at them and they panicked and ran and left everything in the tent, all their riches and all their food. And they ran off. Now, God has a way of turning around desperate seasons and generations and nations and peoples. God has a way of coming in and revolutionizing the nation because we make a choice to serve God and to worship God. Look at the revival in Wales, uh, turn of the, uh, the 1900s, a young man, and they began to pray and others came and pray with him. And they prayed and they sought the Lord and they followed the Holy Ghost until all of a sudden, boom, God turned the thing upside down and 100,000 souls came into the kingdom in the, in the nation of Wales. That spread to the whole world, came into Azusa Street. Azusa Street came a, a, lit a fire and um, that black preacher with, with one eye opened up a little mission. And uh, it... Uh, it electrified and shocked the world, and it went around the world. They never did find out the impact of that until the computer age came along that could keep you could count it all up and figure it up. And it was a, it was an atom bomb of spiritual stuff. I'll tell you that. So let's not despair. It's because I've listed some you know negative stuff. You've made a choice, I've made a choice, and God has already chose that this nation or and his people and this generation is not going to be taken out by the enemy. And we're not going to have to sneak out and hide in the cave and hope that four or five of us get saved. Come on. I believe God's got a turning point here, and it, I'm, I'm smelling it. It's coming at us. <laughs> Amen. So be encouraged. Make the choice to follow the Lord, and your choices will always be God's purpose in your life. Hallelujah. Well, thank you for coming by on this Wednesday. I love Wednesdays because Thursday's coming, and right after Thursday is Friday, my favorite day of the week. Amen. Be blessed today as you enter into your purpose. And remember, God's leading you, and the angels are going ahead of you to open the way Make the road smooth for you so you can get through to victory. Amen.
Until tomorrow morning, get that steely eye as you look in the future and know that you have made the right choice and God is on your side.